Eight. Any last words? Seven. Six. Five. Four. Three. Two. One. Welcome, everybody, to Chuck and Lou on this Sunday evening here. We got a guest tonight, don't yes, we, sir. Lou? Who we got? We got... Uh, Principal from St. Charles West, Mr. or Dr. Scott Vocal. Yeah, it's That's not Mr. Right. I, I, I qualify for both. It, it'll be all right. Well, thanks for coming, man. This is, this is great. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Hey, no problem. Obviously, it's been a couple weeks since we've been on the show. We were off last week. Um, well, it was because it was my birthday, and I was I was at Top Golf, and we should have been recording. Yeah, no, I, happy <laughs> birthday, Bueller. Yeah. I, you got a call. You called me like five o'clock. You're like, I'm going to Top Golf at five o'clock. I was, what about the show? You left me hanging. I almost did it by myself down here, mm-hmm. but uh, that would have been a little weird. I didn't. I, I didn't get an invite to Top Golf. Neither did I. Uh, well, could only take six people, and there's six boys, so no girls. Everybody canceled. Oh man, those girls. <sighs> but, I mean, it, it worked out well because uh, we had a fun time, and I, I got beat. Did you at, at Top Golf? Yes. By, so you're on the golf team, and you got beat. By so, another golfer. Okay. It was Braden Faust, of course. Okay. Oh, man. I figured for sure there'd be some incarnate girls there that would nah. show up to kind of, you know. I saw you hanging out with some of those ladies. Uh, well, let's, uh, not, let's, not talk, let's not talk that up. <laughs> right. I, I, I almost have hearing loss from that. Oh, man. <laughs> so, so loud yesterday. So, obviously, um, we're going to get into some West Side talk here. And it's, it's been a couple weeks. And uh, for those of you who, um, I guess, are just underground and have no idea what's going on with the basketball program, we had a pretty, have you pretty been good. living under a rock? Yeah, no doubt. We had a, you know two pretty good weeks here. But the weekend was good. Obviously, we played um, Ledoux. We'll get into that on Saturday. And then I uh, went to Garth Brooks last night with 75,000 other people, um, I, I do think Dr. Vocal was the only one who didn't go. I, I feel that way. Yeah, but you I feel, feel that way. I feel like you were just sitting at home. And every, I mean, did your wife go? Uh, no, Gosh. she would have loved to. Man, I tell you uh, what, I mean, everybody I saw today was talking about it. It was, you know, it was a great performance. But it, is, it was kind of funny because I was talking to you guys earlier. You know, you have seventy five thousand people in the dome, and there haven't been seventy five thousand people. There have been seven thousand people in that dome in years. So the lines were ridiculous. Probably about two thousand. Yeah, the St. Louis Rams. I was just waiting for Kurt Warner to pop out. You know, yeah. but um, it was just kind of a messy situation down there because um, you know they ran out of things that people really wanted, and it was it was just kind of a a cluster down there, but what a great performance! You could tell Garth's getting old, though. He was he was tired. I mean, he's an hour. He's like, oh, oh, and I'm like, man, is he gonna is he gonna have a stroke on the stage here? So, oh. um, but it was. I hope not. Yeah, I, that would. Yeah, I want my money back. I, was, I took uh, I took a dark turn. Yeah, well, you know, I was just looking out for the guy and wanted to make sure he was all right. And then um, today, last day for some CNR basketball up at up at West with our feeder program. <coughs> And now, obviously, we'll get to talk about it, but the basketball year has come to an end for the Warriors, and um, what a great run, but at the same time, uh, it was kind of, yesterday after the game was over, I walked outside and it was like 62 degrees and sunny, and I thought, this is a sign, you know, it's basketball season is over, it is, it's time to... It's time for golf season. It's time for golf season, and, and Cardinal baseball, and, and I, look, I look forward to this time of year to, to relax a little yet. bit. time for Cardinals baseball. Well, we're, I'm watching it right here. We got we got some spring oh, training. Oh, it's time, Jack. Yeah, it's always it's the time. The Blues haven't made the playoffs yet. Who cares about the Blues, Jack? I'm done. <laughs> What's up? What happened to Tarasenko? Take it easy. Yeah, what happened to Tarasenko today? Concussion or something. Concussion. He so he's out ten days. Out ten days with yeah. an upper body injury. Upper body injury. That's Could that's no bueno for a team trying to make the playoffs. It's mm-hmm. not good. Okay, not good timing. Watch Shannon or O'Reilly pick that up. Lou, I'm going to have you go ahead and get West Side Talk uh, started here. And obviously, this time of year, we're kind of the only thing that was really going on. So could you recap um, the awesome last two weeks that we had here? Okay, well, got to go back to districts. We hosted it, and um, we had got a bye for the first round. So ended up playing none other than St. Charles High. What that, a great night. That Thursday was a little crazy. No, no school, first right. off, on that Thursday, which came out of the blue. I, I'm about one minute from my alarm. My mom wakes me up and says, no school. Bingo. Turn off my alarm, go back to bed. And um, then you got Wes playing incarnate in the girls' game. Right. The Red Army did not did not show up for that. And he did some commentary with me. Yeah, I came to the booth, and we hung out up there. And yeah. um, the girls hung tough in that game for a little bit, but it's incarnate where it is, the they Red Army. tough for, like, the first 12 minutes. Yeah. And then right. incarnate started charging, and it kind of got bad. So the Warriors take care of, of St. Charles High. Played a really good game. Great game. Um, I think we scored, like, was that the game we scored about 40 points in the first half? Scored 39. 39. We, Did well. We shot the ball really well the first half, and we kind of just took we kind of took the ship, the, yeah. the sail out of the ship. I, I agree. And then we moved on. We, got, <coughs> we played McClure next in the finals. And tell us about that one. Beat them 48-46. Played a 
besides the first quarter, we played well. Yeah, I agree. We started out, I would say, kind of tight, just a lot of shots being forced. And then, thank goodness for that kid McClure taking a step back, trying to win the game at the end. Yeah, I, I, once once Trent, you know, misses those two free throws, I'm thinking, oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. Um, but when I saw that ref go, you know, not in time, it was like, thank goodness, because in my mind, I'm replaying. Here's our, our best player who's done so much for the school, and if he misses two free throws and this guy comes and, and hits us with a walk-off, I, I don't know if we'd have been able as, as a school to recover from that. Um, so we beat McClure on our home floor to win the, a district championship, which is, I, I think, the second one in, in four or five years mm-hmm. against McClure. We've, we've beat McClure the last um, two district titles we've won. So that's that was nice for the, the boys to have. That I told the boys they get to have a 2019 GAC and then a 2019 district, and that's that's, that's a awesome. special Deal. So we moved into what, about, I don't know, 48 hours later, yeah. it felt like against Borgia, Borgia, which brought back brought back a lot of memories for me anyways, because the Warriors used to always play Borgia, and it was kind of a, we're, we're kind of the, I like to call us, we're kind of like the same types of programs in my mind, where um, we have hardworking kids, and usually you know, usually the kids can really shoot it, um, and then tell us how that how that game uh, ended up. We I've, we really kind of had control the entire game in that one, 154-42 hit free throws when it came down to the end. Yeah. And just, I thought we we handled, we had, there was lots of waves of pressure. We handled everyone pretty well. I agree. They came after us with about five minutes to go with some full court man-to-man, which kind of shocked me a little bit. But um, we kind of stared at it for a little bit, um, about a possession or two, um, had a turnover. But then we, we obviously, with Borgia three senior guards. went away from their game plan. They did. And, and they had to. They had to, and it, it didn't really help. It didn't help, but it didn't hurt them either. And so we were excited, and we got we get on the bus, and we get on the road, and I get a phone call. Uh-oh. Uh, yeah, and I get a phone call, and it's Jack Bueller, which is obviously Lou. And I'm thinking... You thought, you're probably thinking, he's sitting right next to you. I'm like, why is he calling me from the bus? Like, what, what is it, what's going on? And I answer it, and he says, nice prank, guys. And I go, what are you talking about? And he's like, are you guys... Where are you guys at? And we had totally left... Lou at Troy High School. Yeah. Oh, that's um, not good. Yeah. That, that's no bueno. So, tell me the outcome of us leaving you there. And as, as I'm talking to you, trying to figure out what I'm gonna do, and then Coach Hollander walks up behind me, and I said he says something to me like "nice win" or something. I said I'm on the phone with Coach Steinhoff. They left me behind. It's like I'll take you home. And you said that was probably like the best 35 minutes of your yes. life in a car. Uh, close to it. The stories were probably remarkable. Uh-huh. You could probably write a book about those 35 minutes. Could have had a good episode. He yeah, is a tremendous second. storyteller. He uh-huh. is. Was he pumped up for the win? Was, yes, he was. He was. Yeah, he, so <coughs> Lou lives down the street from me here, and as I'm pulling into the uh, driveway, of course, because I beat you home because I left you there, um, he stops and he says, Hey, you, you might have left your most important guy besides Trent back here. And I'm thinking to myself, Oh, Lou's in the back of Coach Hollander's car. I bet that was a, a fun experience. So yeah. um, the Warriors obviously uh, moved into the quarterfinal um, against Ledoux, which was played yesterday. And, you know, a game that many of you were there probably who are listening, but a what game. What an atmosphere. It was a great atmosphere. Ooh, I mean, I, it, it was it was fantastic. It was. And it's one of those games where you kind of look up and you see faces. I mean, I'm an, I'm an old rat, St. Charles guy, and, and you look up and you see that face that you saw in 95 and you see that face you know the, the faces that were have been warrior pride for many years um and the alumni and just people you see and people ask me you know what was the the best thing about this ride that you guys had and it's just the community i mean getting the community involved it was a lot of fun to see the excitement yes you and, talk about the last couple of weeks and our right. our kids and the community parents families it was a lot of fun to see just how excited everybody got. Absolutely. And as a first-year principal, you're pretty lucky because I don't think too many first-year principals are going to have a second state, you know, we, the, the state run with soccer, this with basketball. We've had a pretty good run. Yeah. Uh, and I, I would re- remind you that our football team was pretty good. Yes. Um, all in all, we've had a pretty good run. We've had teams that have struggled in the past that have improved a great deal. Absolutely. Uh, we did have the, the Final Four run with soccer. Right. We had quarterfinal here. Um, we've got some potential to have some excitement in the spring. <coughs> Absolutely. Um, so, yeah, this has been a really, really unique and fun year at now, St. Now, Charles West. I, I hope to say I hope this happens all the time, but, you know, you're pretty lucky to come here in the first year. I think that makes things easier as, you know, because let's face it, as a principal, you want that climate of your kids to, to really obviously come together. And that's what sports does at a high school is it gets the kids together and makes your job, you know, makes you look good. I guess, right? <laughs> well, I don't know how good it makes me look, but 
Um, it definitely creates a fun atmosphere and, and helps to spark a lot of enthusiasm for right. our kids, um, which you always want to do. Absolutely. Uh, it's a lot of fun. It gives you know staff opportunity to come see their kids in environments that they wouldn't normally right. necessarily see them and, and see just how talented they are, not just in the classroom, but outside the classroom as well. Um, but yeah, it, it's it's been a blessing. That's awesome. That's awesome. So obviously, many of you know um, we we took it we took it on the chin <coughs> against Ledoux. Um, you know, we we got it to like eight. If we could have just got it to five, um, with about four or five minutes to go, I think they might have. We, we, we might have had them break a little bit. We just couldn't get it to five or six, and we, we lost that game in the second quarter. I tell people who ask, you know, yep. you can lose basketball games in any sport. You can lose um, in different periods of the game. But we went on a stretch where Trent missed two buckets that he normally makes, and then they got transition threes. And we knew that if they were going to hit – we had kind of a number in our mind that if they would hit more than six threes, we were in trouble because their obviously game was with the inside with the big boys, and, and they had five threes in the second quarter alone. So when they're shooting the ball that well and you got size inside, it's, it's going to be a tough one. Did a kid who averaged – well, just over a point and a half a game hit two threes. Yeah, I kept order. telling myself they can't shoot this way the whole game. Right. They basically had a kid who was a Braden Faust, not like in talent, but like how much points Playing he was scoring. Yeah. Points. Yep. And he goes out and hits two threes, just exactly what he did against St. Charles High. Like yeah. in the exact same scenario. And as a coach, you you know, when you're preparing <coughs> for a game like this, you you know their statistics and the guy who hit two, you know, he's, he's shooting eighteen percent from three on the year mm-hmm. and he and he splashes two of them in. So um, you know, kudos to Ledoux, a great run here. They have played i think like out of their last five games i want to say four of them um were like one point games so they're they're, they're on an they emotional crazy roller coaster. Yeah. crazy yeah. all crazy regulation finish against right. jennings so they're on a roll and, and we'll see what happens there but i'm going to go ahead now and and turn this um in season talk with the 3a 4a and 5a we, we're not going to talk about the 1a's and 2a's because to be honest with you nobody from st louis is exactly we don't want to talk about like farm <laughs> you know Farmington or whoever's in, in those divisions. But uh, go ahead and let's start with um, 3A and 3A, uh, V time. Yeah, Sean, third state title in four years. Shocker. They beat Springfield Catholic. Very good Springfield Catholic team. 69-59 state championship. Uh, McKinney, a.k.a. Hoodie Rio. Mm-hmm. Mizzou commit went off this weekend for multiple 20-plus point games. And Vashon's teamwork really showed and just – Regular He's a really good passer. I was mm-hmm. watching. I didn't, I didn't realize how good of a passer he was and how unselfish. Because when you're that good in high school and and you're willing to make the extra pass, I mean, it really shows that you're you, you can be a combo guard at the next level. He can handle the ball a little bit. I'm interested to see how his college career goes because. Um, I think he's one of those players that's pretty flashy because he, he can he can dunk the ball. He can really, really good athlete. I'm just interested to see how his game's going to translate to the Division One level. Um, tell us about kind of where the 4A stands right now. So state semifinals for the boys will have St. Mary's versus Ledoux, all state all St. Louis state matchup. And the other side, Logan Rogersville versus Grandview. Grandview won state last year. Mm-hmm. Logan Rogersville knocked off a team we play this year, Sullivan. I, that doesn't surprise me. I heard the kid from Sullivan, their best player didn't score in the first half. Yeah, and that, wow. that's never gonna never gonna help when that's your best player doesn't good. score. And then um, on the girls' side, real quick, we'll have Incarnate yeah. Word versus Miller Career and Logan Rogersville versus Lincoln College Prep. Are you gonna go down to the Incarnate Red Army? No, uh, you're, you're no. not gonna drive not three hours. The, no. Yeah, right. You're gonna be on the bus. The, I'm probably gonna be at golf practice on Friday, and I'll sleep the week on the weekend. Okay, that's good. Well, well fair enough. What about 5A, which I think 5A's, I think Howell is extremely good. Got Francis Howell taking on CVC and Rock Ridge versus Lee Summit North. Uh, I disagree with Francis Howell. I think CVC will beat them. You think so? Caleb Ball will be too much. No shot. Really? I, got, I got Howell by uh, 11. So what are the chances that we have two state champions from teams that have never even been to the Final Four? It's not going to happen. You don't think so? I think Howell's the team to beat there. Although I know nothing about Rockbridge and Lee's Summit. I have no idea. Rockbridge is a couple players going to Missouri State. So okay. they're playing on their future home oh. floor. Okay. Um, I, I think, unfortunately, I think CVC is the team that's the, one, the most dangerous right now. Okay. And we'll see. And then on the girls' side, got Parkway Central versus Jefferson City and Republic versus North Kansas City. Parkway Central, pretty good team. Jefferson City is the number one team in the state. Okay. Jeff City's number one team in the state, you said? Yep. They okay. lost to one team. We can all guess who that is. Uh, Incarnate Word. Hmm. Yes. Interesting. 
I thought you were going to say, like, Duchenne or something. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, let's go ahead now and move on here to the uh, Cardinals <laughs> update. The Cardinals, you know, we're kind of watching a rerun right now on the on the mound, and it's it's spring training, obviously, and Marcelo Zuna is 0 for 14. I think he might have got a hit today, 20 pounds overweight. I don't know how that's going to work out this year. Um, I, I think their staff is going to be fine. The pitching is going to be fine. It's I, it's about time just to get going, though. You, you got to see him. Uh, I think Goldschmidt's great. Um, he's been doing a great job. But are you a big baseball guy? I am. Are you? I am. Good. I, I enjoy the game a little bit. So I guess you're, you coach baseball, too. Don't you coach I your do. son? Yep. And yeah. I heard you. Someone told me. Who was it telling me? You do a pretty good job of that. You like that, don't you? I do. I do. Uh, Did you play baseball in high school? A little bit. A little bit? A little bit. Not not. That was not my sport uh-huh. in high school. Uh, I was more a football guy That's than anything else. But, and you broke uh, both of your arms on the same play. Is this true? That is true. That is <laughs> we true. We got to get to the story a little bit later. But oh, man. <laughs> just, tell, just tell me the story now. Okay, so um, I was a sophomore, and we were in the second week of two-a-days, back when you could actually have right. two-a-day practices. And we would go, we would start at, you know, 8 a.m. and right. have like a three-hour practice and come in for meetings, eat a little snack and go out and we'd have another three-hour practice. Uh-huh. I mean, they were legit. Um, but I can still remember we were second week of practice and we were scrimmaging against the scout team defense and ran a little uh, tight end pop pass, right? Uh-huh. And all I, all I have to do, easy play as a quarterback, Right. right. All I have to do is stick the ball out for the fullback, ride him a little bit, and then stand straight up and just hit the tight end right off the just, linebacker's ear. Just Brady to Gronkowski. It, it, easy, especially in high school. <laughs> right. And sure enough, works out. You know, I can still remember Brian Zampkis, wide open. Uh-huh. Here it comes. And the scout team sent middle linebacker, and I threw it. And right away, cracked my wrist on the top of the kid's helmet. Uh, there's one down. And there's one. Right. Uh, and that one was pretty good. <clears throat> and actually, I didn't even know that the second one was broke mm-hmm. until later at the hospital. But what ended up happening was, so I get hit, crack the one, fall back, put my other arm down to kind of break my fall and right. kind of trap that one. Uh-huh. So I had a fracture up the side of my wrist on that one, which we noticed as it started bruising at the hospital because the right arm, I mean, was misshapen, basically. <laughs> I mean, it was bad. Oh, man. Did you just show up at school the next day? There's like just walking with your hands up. Did you get, did you get like a pink and a purple cast? Uh, no, but I tell you what, as a sophomore in high school, you you uh, enjoyed the attention. Oh, um, the girls had to sign both of them. Uh, exactly, exactly. <laughs> so funny. what a great, I mean, not, I mean, not a great story, but um, once Lou told me that story, I was actually thinking, how does that work? And I actually was right, because I figured you probably broke the other one breaking your fall as, mm-hmm. you, fall, as, as you fall down. So um, obviously probably didn't throw too many touchdown passes that year. Not that year. Um, did, uh, they, did they turn I into caught, like the I caught a few. No, actually, so um, I was able to come back second half of that year, played a little defense, played mm-hmm. some defensive back, had to wear a brace. Right. You know, but uh, got to play a little bit. So, nice. <laughs> coach calls. How's your arm? You mean both of them? They're both broke. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. So, um, Lou, tell me. I'm going to give you 30 seconds about the Blues. They've Ready been playing go. well lately, but uh, Tarasenko's hurt, so that's not good. That's not good timing for your best player to and go down. Jake Allen's starting to resurge. Is this going to be one of those things where we get to the playoffs if they make it, and Jake Allen's going to be the number one goalie? Again? Yes, I absolutely think so. Think so. Jake so. Allen. Yes. Yeah, he's back. He's, he's it's kinda, typical. It's uh, typical. Man. Uh, I don't know about that. I don't, is that good for the you Blues, don't want you it, think? You don't want it to happen. That's what you yeah, think. Yeah, I'm, you're right. It's, it's probably going to happen because it's just predictable at okay. this point with Jake Allen for oh. him to come around. Right. How many more games the Blues got? Well, they have Like a round. Like, is it like 30 left or like 15? No. Closer to 15. Okay. What kind 10, of point 15. cushion do they have? Like three points. Do they have games in hand? That's Isn't not that much like of a cushion. I agree. From, <laughs> okay. Um, so do you think they're going to make the playoffs? Yes. Okay. I definitely think so. All right. Well, hey, you know what? This is a good time of year because the Cardinals are going to be starting up and then the playoff hockey, which goes like six months long, I feel like, and then the NBA playoffs will start, which goes like six months. It'll be like mid-June. How about those Los Angeles Lakers? Who cares? I mean, it's <laughs> LeBron. Is LeBron, does LeBron coach him yet? Did he just did he yeah. fire Walton yet? I mean, I don't think they have, but watching that last night, I fell asleep watching <sighs> it. 
LeBron, do something. LeBron. So we're going to go ahead and move on to kind of the, the main part of our show here where we just kind of um, start to ask uh, Dr. Vocal questions about anything and everything from teaching to obviously his, his first year being a principal at St. Charles West. And um, we're going to go ahead and, and start off like we do with every guest. Just tell us about your life from birth until now. <laughs> Um, you have two minutes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How much time do we have? Um, so actually, I am not a, you know, you talked earlier about being a St. Charles kid right. from the word jump. Uh-huh. Uh, that is not the life that I have led. Uh, I was actually born in California. Nice. And so I uh, grew up a military brat. Both my okay. parents are retired Navy. I didn't know um, that. So I've, I've actually lived all over the country almost. Um Went to, I think, nine different schools oh before gosh. I graduated high school. Wow. Uh, sometimes multiple schools in the same year. I didn't know uh, that. In every, pretty much every um, it, school environment imaginable, uh-huh. you know. Um, Dumb question, but do you think that helps you now in your career as far as, I mean, or do you even relate back to those days or is it just like, well, I mean. I mean, I don't remember what I did yesterday, much less I, when I was in <laughs> second grade. But. I don't, I do I think it helps in my career? Sure, as much as anything else does. But um, I think more than anything, it just kind of helped shape who I am. Yeah. And uh, I think I you know, have an adaptability right. uh, and a, a, a flexibility uh-huh. that comes with you know, moving every so often right. the way we did. Um, but So then you came back to St. Charles. Obviously, you went to Hal North, correct? I did, yeah. And then um, after Hal North, where did you go to school? Uh, St. Louis U. That's right. You're a billikin. Be a billikin. And then after that, you got you got to obviously your your education continued after that. And tell us kind of where you are from SLU to now. <laughs> so SLU, um, student taught at Francis Howell with uh, had the chance to student taught at Francis Howell, and actually one of my um, biggest influences educationally at the time mm-hmm. was the principal at Francis Howell. So that was kind of a okay. neat experience for me. Um, at, after that, uh, almost started teaching for one of my old football coaches mm-hmm. uh, who wanted to hire me in Warrington, but it was at a middle school. And gotcha. at the time, I wanted nothing to do with teaching middle school. Um, <laughs> wasn't even certified <laughs> right. to teach middle school, uh, but they said that wasn't a problem and I needed a job. Right. So um, luckily, I uh, was fortunate enough to get an interview at St. Charles West, and I think I might, I don't know this for a fact, but I think I might have been the last certified hire uh, by Clark Selick, gotcha. the, the initial principal uh-huh. at, at West. Um, did well enough that, you know, he, he offered me a position, and as they say, the rest is history That's that right. way. Um, have started teaching at West, had the opportunity to coach football, at West, thanks to uh, Paulie Boschert, uh-huh. who offered me a chance to start volunteering, right, um, and then got hired as a contracted coach, and um, was fortunate enough after six years in the classroom to take a position as assistant principal. Gotcha. So, and then you were the assistant principal for how long? <clears throat> was the assistant principal there for ten years, actually, okay. which is not always. The route that right. people will take, uh-huh. um, but you know, it's one of those situations where I was at West and really enjoyed the people that I worked with. Really um, enjoyed the community right. that I was a part of and felt connected to. Uh, so I really didn't necessarily see a a reason to leave at that mm-hmm. point. Um, I had always said that if if the right position opened up. Uh, I would apply for it. I had, right. a, I had a really short list mm-hmm. of places that I would look to, um, but it just you it know, worked out. It worked out, and here I am. Here I am. Hey, you know what? Some people out there don't know. Your wife is a principal as well. She is. At she Bar-Mail, is. Correct. Uh, St. Charles Bormail. Yep. So how is that at the household? Like two principals. I mean, that's that's got to be an interesting. Um, I guess you would say maybe dinner conversation. But how do you guys handle that? And and what do your kids think about that at the same time? I mean, two principals in one house. How is that? My poor kids. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, I actually it, it's interesting because when she had the opportunity to take that job, we actually sat down with the kids uh-huh. and and asked them. You know, 
there's a chance that this could happen. Would you would you like your mom to be your principal? And they've been great. They 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 were all for it, and mm-hmm. uh, they have adapted pretty well to right. that situation. Um, I'll tell you what, though, it, it, the the biggest challenge for us is just the the time. Yeah, you know, between everything that we do with our kids and our family, and then everything that we are doing with both of our schools, mm-hmm. um, there's really little time for anything else, which right. creates a little stress in and of itself. Right. But, um, so when you ask about dinner conversation, yeah. a lot of times you're eating dinner in the car at McDonald's. Right? Yeah, a lot easily. of times we're we're in separate locations, and when we are eating dinner together, uh, talking about school is the last thing we necessarily want to do. I can only so. imagine. I, I, can, I envision at your house like if one of you starts talking about <laughs> school, the other one just immediately is like, "Shut up," because it's like you know you're you're in that grind all day long, and you're just like you know obviously you want to bounce Shut ideas up. off each other, but. Um, you know, obviously we're in a different boat at my house with my wife, but she's a teacher and I'm a teacher. And sometimes the last thing we really, like you said, want to talk about is our day at school because we just, we were there for seven and a half, eight hours. And, you know, like you said, I'm sure at the house is, it's, it's gotta be about the kids and what they're doing and all that stuff. But it is an interesting, you know, dynamic. That oh, you have, absolutely. Uh, two people. And I would think that'd be an interesting, uh, conversation starter, you know, when you meet a new family or something, Oh, what do you do? Oh, what do you do? You do what? You, you do what? <laughs> you both are principals. So, um, a unique situation, but I'm, from what I've heard and from what I've witnessed, you guys both do a great job. So that's, that's awesome. I know bar mail is kind of booming with their enrollment a little bit and things are going well there. She's done really well. If I, if I can do half as well as she, has done at Bormeo, I, I think we'll be in good shape. But. That's awesome. That's awesome. And, and like I said, you know a lot of people who go there, and, and we have two leaders in our community here that do a do a fantastic, fantastic job. So uh, I guess the question that many people probably ask you is, how has your life changed since taking over as principal? Is it just the time? Is that the biggest thing? Honestly, that's probably the yeah. biggest thing. Um, just because there are some sacrifices that come along with that, but... I really try and you know keep a, a balance. You know, balance you, you mentioned earlier, you know, coaching my kids and and being involved that way. Um, and I really try and make every effort to um, not let that my my role at West mm-hmm. take away from my role at home. You can't, you um, can't. But it's I, tough sometimes. It, that, it is. That's that's probably the biggest. Right. The the biggest. Uh, challenge mm-hmm. um, because there have been times where you know I feel like you know am I missing too much right because of what and whether we're you're doing. a principal or a coach I think at times you get in that same boat I feel like you know principal hours are not the same as a teacher's hours but I feel like when you coach like I do with basketball I feel like it's kind of like being a principal for four months you know because your time is just so precious <coughs> and and you and you're gone all the time uh, but you got to balance things out and and that's that's part of of what we do as teachers and coaches and principals, we have to do that. So I, I think some people probably also want to know, like, what is an average day, a principal for you? Like, what does it look like? Are you up at, like, 530 in the morning? Are you up, you know, what was that? Do you do the same thing when you get to school every day? But so I mean, what is it like? What I would tell you right away is there is no <laughs> such thing as an average day okay. uh, in this position. Um, because you can plan all day long what you want your day to look like. Mm-hmm. And then some kid has a meltdown in the... Well, and it's not always the kid. It might be a teacher it, having a bad it day. Could be, it could be anybody. Right. Um, it, but, and it's not a meltdown necessarily, but... Um, I forgot. I, I teach would, elementary, so mine are usually <laughs> meltdowns. <laughs> I would tell you that there are there are a number of curveballs thrown at you um, throughout every single day. Uh-huh. And there are a number of days where I've said, okay, I'm going to try and get X, Y, and Z done today. Right. And all of a sudden it's 2.20 and I'm ready to start X. Yep. You know? Yeah, I and can imagine. It's just, yeah, there, there really is no average day. But don't you think that that has a little bit of the fun to it, though, too? Is just, you, there's... Oh, I think some of your best principals, some of your best administrators, right. um, especially at the high school level, are in effect sometimes adrenaline junkies right um just because yeah i mean you're constantly going constantly moving um and you have to be you have to be willing to do that right i wish um, i could do that what you just did with your hands what's that snap my fingers yeah, i can't do you that. can't snap yeah i cannot try it oh come on you. lou lou Oh my God! You can't snap. Okay, we're not gonna okay, try. Gonna... Try different fingers because yeah. I can't snap with that finger either. Try your middle finger. Good God, over there! You can. You, you can. We're gonna work on that. Yeah, we're tomorrow. gonna work on that. Can you call yeah. into the office tomorrow. And work on his snapping. <laughs> I'll, I'll see him at lunch. I'm sure. 
Hey, Lou, come here. Let's work on this. Oh, man. See, you're going to throw a curveball at him tomorrow when you're going to be trying to snap down the hallway. Well, you can, you can ask Lou how many times I'm supposed to be talking to him. No, that's good. And all of a sudden, where's no, Dr. Vocal? Uh, uh, he's, he's busy. I, I'm, I'm cool with that now. <laughs> Oh, okay. <laughs> Let's go ahead and skip on down to your part here. With um, I know you're going to come in with some questions now for us. Yes, I got some absolute bombshell questions. Bombshell. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. All right. What are one or two annoying things that you have to do as a principal that you wish weren't part of the job? Um, I don't know that I would say that I've got annoying things that I have to do as a principal. I think that actually goes back to uh, some of what we've talked about. Not even disciplining already. kids. You know what, though? When you talk about disciplining kids, I would hope that the people that I talk to in those situations don't necessarily see it as disciplining kids because a lot of times that gives me a chance to get to know some of the kids that I otherwise wouldn't necessarily mm-hmm. know. I think it that also- would be, if I was in your shoes, like I would love that part of it because I, I, I don't like the word discipline. Correct. Um, because there's so many times, you know, I teach fifth grade that you have that one-on-one conversation with a student and it's just, it's not discipline. It's just life changing. Like you're trying to make the kid a better person. And I think you are good at that. I think you like that part. Your, your, your best administrators are going to be well-rounded in that they're going to be great teachers. They're going to be great people. They're, they're, you know, good at what they do. But part of that is also a little bit counselor, right? A little bit mentor, um, a little bit, you know, sometimes father or mother figure, depending on who Absolutely. we're talking about. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't, I wouldn't say that's an annoying part of my job because it's a really important part of my job. Um, and, you know, like you said, I don't necessarily like the word discipline, right? but it's definitely a, a chance to really look at what we're doing, why we're doing it, how we're doing it, and, you know, what we can do in the future to just be a little bit better than what we were yesterday. Yeah, I mean, annoying to me at work is like when the copier is out of paper. You know, it's like, <laughs> like oh my gosh. Uh, well, you know what? Okay, scratch that. You just touched on it. I just paid a lot of money for paper. Yeah. And that was annoying because there are so many other things I could do with that money uh, so for the school. So every time you hear the copier, you're like, so dang it, Sally, stop every, printing. <laughs> every time I go into our finance secretary's office, Oh, how much money do we have left to spend on paper? Because this is ridiculous. Yes, absolutely. How are kids different today than they were 20 years ago? They aren't. Okay. Kids kids aren't different today um, than they were 20 years ago. You know, and, and, and that's a common misconception. And, and we might be talking about semantics a little bit. But... The kids aren't different. The world they live in is different. It's well said. I always tell people that all the time. You know, the kids are the same. It's just the world we live in is just so... I mean, in 20 years, the world has just went crazy with technology and everything else. Can you imagine living... With well, I, the technology that our kids have now, no, when I'd you and over, I were... I would be overweight in trouble and probably in prison. <laughs> I would hope I wouldn't be in prison. That might be a little bit of a, a stretch, that but... That was a little extreme. Um, yeah, it went dark really quick, didn't Sorry it, Jack? That. that was, that was uh, extreme. But I, 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 I will tell you, the, the technology <laughs> that our kids have access to today is um, a tremendous blessing and a curse all at the same time. And I already know how you feel about cell phones, so we, we yeah, don't I have this, to. I had this conversation. We don't have to jump into that. I know, I know. That was uh, interesting. But um, wasn't well, it about teaching the kids how to use it effectively? Absolutely, you know? absolutely. But you know, a lot of the technology they have is is potentially very addictive, uh-huh. um, and there's plenty of research behind that. Um, more coming out every day. The biggest thing is is teaching them how to use it respons- right. responsibly, like you said, mm-hmm. because it's not going anywhere. No. You know, it, it's one thing to say, you know, we're just going to say, absolutely not, it's not allowed. It's not going anywhere. Right. Um, and so you would be doing a disservice to your kids if you just tried to ignore it altogether. Absolutely. Um, but I also do think that there def- there needs to be. Um, definite structures in place right. mm-hmm. that help them navigate those waters uh, because there's a there's a lot of anxiety and, and depression and, and things of that nature that our teenagers are dealing with now right. 
that they maybe didn't deal with as much when you and I were 16, 17 years old. And the technology that's involved is a big part of that. What do you got next for us over there, Lou? Uh, If there were one or two (coughs) things you could change about the building itself at West, what would it be? Oh, one or two things that I could change about the building itself mm. at West. Do you want me to just start with my list? <laughs> I'm curious. What, I need more hoops what, in the What's gym. your list? St. Charles High has 12. We have six. <laughs> I want a weight room with a treadmill so I can go run after school so I don't have to pay my donate my $20 to Club Fitness when I go once a month. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, some of it, there are a lot of things that I'd like to see done. I mean, if I had my druthers, they're, you know, like you... I've got a list. Yeah. Um, so there, there are a number of things, some of which we're going to start working on this summer. Uh, what are some new projects? So that you up? mentioned you mentioned a new weight room. Right. I, I don't know that we're going to get a new weight room per se. Okay. Um, however, uh, the weight room, as it's currently set, is is set to move. Right. And that's going to start after graduation. We're actually going to wall in the mezzanine there. That's needed. So um, yeah. Kids, this is a disaster up there. <laughs> that, I mean, my kids. Yeah. I mean, Maya, so she's, she's got ringworm or whatever you call that. Yeah. The wrestling, whatever you call it, on her face. From, oh, that's. From, from being up there. And I'm like, yeah, that's the kids not love good. it, but it's it's, a, it's dangerous. It, Absolutely. It's dangerous more for the wrestlers than the kids. Yeah. Well, so what's, are they going to put try to so, put uh, some weight facility up there? So what we're going to try and do. <laughs> Is actually wall that in. Lou's leaving. Okay. Yeah, where'd where'd you go, man? I didn't mean to bore you. No, God. Man. We're going to try and and create a multi-purpose room for wrestling, Mm -hmm. off-season baseball, that kind of thing. Right. Um, But then also a fitness center Mm -hmm. um, that would be visible from that wrestling room. Uh, multi-purpose room. So the weight room where it is now is is set to move up to the mezzanine, which is interesting because it's kind of full circle because right. when I started there, That's I used to supervise the weight room and right. it was it was upstairs. Um, but it'll be a little bit bigger space. Cool. Uh, and then where it is now is actually going to turn into uh, Coach Jackson's classroom. Mm-hmm. It's going to be like a STEM room down there. And then where his classroom is will become our STEM lab cool. area. Well, I mean, the, the facilities, I mean, the baseball field, it looks nice over there, what they did with the... Um... Baseball's tremendous. Yeah. Uh, there's some things that I'd like to see uh, done with our softball facility. Right. Um, as far as, you know, uh, maybe some irrigation over there. Just a little uh, some updates. Some, some updates. Right. like to, to be able to put a scoreboard over there. Uh-huh. Um, we won't talk about the one building that was built over there. Um that was uh, <laughs> that was different. We're <laughs> talking about the one of the football field that just wasn't quite big enough. Oh, we... you know what? Actually, that's what keep, people keep saying. Is and, it going to be serviceable for other I things? Will, I will tell you right now. Um, I had my own reservations about that at, at first, mm-hmm. but now that I've been inside and, and I've seen the space, I. It, I think it'll be just it'll be fine. fine. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, I know our parent organization's excited about the opportunity to have a space over there that will they'll be able to utilize um, for baseball games. Mm-hmm. Um, it actually uh, will help t- to benefit the atmosphere over there for for right. events. Um, but no, I, I I think that facility will actually come in uh, very handy for us. And help in many ways. Absolutely. Um, the other thing that I'm excited about the prospect of is in the, the future, hopefully uh, the near future, but I don't know, um, I'd love to see us be able to, to redo the other side of the stadium over there a little bit mm-hmm. and um, put some new facilities there for our public, uh, whether it be new concessions, new restrooms, um, a new new point of entry, uh, just to make it make it a little bit nicer. The one than, thing I'm most worried about we is have. when we get in the scoreboard, the football field, because then we could then Warrior Vision can do football <laughs> game, football and soccer games. It's a whole I'm, different can of worms. It's outside, outside of your I'm control. I'm waiting to announce those games. I bet you Vision. are, Lou. I bet you are. Oh, <laughs> um, so. I think, Lou, you got a couple more here. Mm-hmm. Who are some mentors you've had along the way that have really helped you during your teaching career? Oh, um, well, you know, it depends on what we're talking about. You know, I, growing up, uh, living all over the place, mom and dad were huge mentors, right? Um, they, you know, my experiences. Well, absolutely. Unless you're Patrick Green. <laughs> wow. God, 
Pete Man. Reed shout out. Oh my god. Goodness gracious. That'll be Nick's Patrick Reed into the show is amazing. Four? Yeah, look out. <laughs> Talk about a duck hook there. Yeah, no doubt. So your parents and then obviously Yeah, mom and dad and then I had, you know, teachers growing right. up. Um, especially in high school. You know, uh-huh. there were some some things that I went through when I was a, a teenager that, you know, really uh it helped to have some of those adults there mentoring me, whether it was, you know, um, you know, Mike Anderson who was one of my football coaches who interestingly is now a building principal at a middle school in Fort Zumwalt. Okay. Um, Pam Sloan was one of my English teachers and she's a retired superintendent at Francis Howell. And, um, we won't, we're, we're not going to talk about her son. I got all kinds of stories about that knucklehead. Hey, come on now. <laughs> he actually, I, I, uh, he, he was a football player at, uh, at the beginning. Um, really? He yeah. actually hit people? Uh, well, he was a quarterback, yeah. so I mean, come on. <laughs> some of us, Chris some of us like to hit a little bit, but I don't. I don't know if Chris was one of them. Oh man, uh, he definitely had the size for it. But he's a big guy. But <laughs> I, I still remember when he was uh, in eighth grade coming in. Uh-huh. I so he was getting ready for his freshman year. I had just graduated, right. um, coming back and you know being a celebrity guest at you know, football camp or whatever. Right. Got to, got to work with them just a little bit. So that was fun. Um, but yeah, I mean, there are a number of mentors. I think when I started it teaching at St. Charles West, Debbie Needham, I don't Uh, know if you remember Mrs. Needham. She was great. She was fantastic. You talk about kind. Yes, absolutely. One of the nicest women I've ever met in my life. Absolutely. Uh, she was my mentor my first year, first couple of years, actually. Mentor to have. Yeah. She she was, was she was fantastic. So, um, you know, when you talk about mentors, those those are the people that really kind of jump out at me, Jack. Good, good. I'm gonna go ahead and we're gonna kind of come cut the show a little bit short. We got like a ton of questions here, but we're gonna kind of move down here because we did talk about you know how athletic and the programs when your programs do well. Sure. We touched on that how it can really help the school. <laughs> um, we kind of talked about some things about you know the hard parts of being a principal, um, and now we're gonna move on to. I, what would you want? I guess you know people always say like, what would for me? You know, what what would your players say about you? What would you want your players to say about you? I guess turning that to you is, what would you want your current students to say about you when their tenure at West is over? Um, uh, really, I just want my students to know that you know, and and it's it's not just me that the, right. that the adults in that building care about what they're doing and what they're able to do mm-hmm. um, just as much as they do, Right. to be honest with you. I mean, there, there's a reason why the people in that building are in there doing the work every day, mm-hmm. um, and it's because of them. Yeah. And, and sometimes it's hard for teenagers to, to, to really grasp that, that right. you know? And I guess, you know, you've, you've done this in all kinds of different spectrums, whether it's teaching, coaching, um, administrator. And you hear people say sometimes, oh, they're just, they're, they're such a great teacher. Um, in my opinion, I, I want to ask you, what separates, in your opinion, a mm-hmm. great teacher from an average teacher? Is it something like just simple kindness, attendance? What is it? Uh, the best teachers are the best teachers are, are those teachers who have um, one they have to know what they're teaching right. right but they have a tremendous balance between expectations for the kids that they're teaching mm-hmm. and empathy yeah. for the lives that those kids are living. I think that's the key word. I think when you get down to it, the great teachers are the ones who had the impact on the kid and had Absolutely. nothing to do with the book. You know, it, Absolutely. Every it time w- I hear that, it's like, well, why is, why is that person labeled great? It usually has nothing to do with the, aca- you know, the academic side. It's, well, it's people, not care. programs. Right. Absolutely. I mean, the, the most important piece to any school or any community-based right. organization is going to be the people that make up that organization. Do you? I saw this. I don't know who it was from. It was on Twitter. It might have been Justin Clark. I, I okay. think he said something about. Oh, I saw you, it because you know I replied saying? to it. Yeah, um, it was something just about. It's just diff- West is just. What, what was it? Charles West is just just built, built different. Built different. Yep. It, don't you think it is? Uh, well, I'll tell I you. I mean, what. you're probably gonna be like, I'm the principal. Here. <laughs> <laughs> well, but you know what? I tell you what. When I was his age, uh-huh. St. Charles West was like the enemy. Absolutely. Yeah. Right. Of Far course. and away. I mean, it, it took about 10 years for the people I went to high school with to accept the fact well, that I was working there. I was there. wondering about that because <laughs> I mean, when I was growing up, we didn't like Francis Hal North. 
The only thing we no. liked about France Town North is we thought their girls were cuter than ours. It's the only thing I remember back back in the day. <laughs> well, but yeah, I, I, do, you, I, do you get that though? Sometimes because you're not, you know, St. Charles is so St. Charlesy, and you know it. Um, do you ever get that from anybody that since you didn't go to St. Charles West, or did you have to gravitate? Did it take a while to well, become a warrior? Sometimes people just assume I did. I, that's how St. Charles works, I and think. they just assume I right. went to West. But um, you know, no, no, I'm from North. What's that? No, no, I went to Francis Hall. That's that. I I am a knight from from way back, absolutely. But I am a warrior through and through right now. So, so it was just interesting to see that tweet from a kid who, you know, normally people say that about their high school when it's all said and done, and they're twenty five or they're thirty, and they they kind of look back and realize it. But I think he was right. I mean, I, I think it's just kind of a, a place where um, you have a you have a combination of really good people and tradition, you know, in history. It it, it it's got a great tradition. Um, I'd like to build on that tradition right. a little bit. Uh, there are some things that I think our kids don't realize they're capable of doing mm-hmm. yet. Um, and so that's kind of where we're headed. I will tell you the community is fantastic. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I know you talked a little bit about this uh, with Dr. Seifert and some of your questioning, but uh-huh. I think our school size is absolutely perfect. Hey, I had to ask that question. Yes, I I know. I know. I sent you the text oh, as soon was, as I heard it. It was funny because you sent me the text about the two high schools joining. And I'm thinking, that's probably a blow right to his gut. He's like, hey, where's my job going to go this app? That was just but a question that, you know, I think it's right. I think the enrollment at both schools is perfect. I think, you know, the 13 to 1400 <coughs> to 1500 is too big. In my, and this is just personal personal of me. I think the 400 is too small. But you sit at that 7 to 9. It's a good figure. Well, it's, it, it's a different experience. The mm-hmm. kids at our school they're getting a different experience than the one that I got when I was their age. Because you're one of 300 in your class, and you, um, don't, you know, like... Try again. Is it 500 so, at, at so Howell North when you were there? When I was at Howell North, we were at about 2,500 total for the wow. building because Howell Central didn't exist. Got it. And there were, when I started as a freshman... Probably over seven hundred and fifty kids in my class. Good God! Okay. I I graduated. I went. To, that was the only school I ever started and finished uh, yeah. at the same school. Right. Um, at least before I graduated high school, and I I can remember getting on the bus for our all night graduation lock in. And you knew twenty percent of the people in your class. Well, uh, more than that, but I was definitely meeting you were people. Quarterback with two broken arms, so everybody knew. Hey, you were. back back it down, back it down. <laughs> but I was meeting people. That I had gone to school with for four years, that I had never had class with, never really known. Right. I mean, it's so it's different right. for our kids now. Our entire school Knows is smaller yeah. than class. the class was right. that I was in when I was their age. And so. I remember that even when I was at West, we were at about eleven hundred, and I think our that would put us right at about you know two hundred and something per class, and that was still a situation where you know I still knew everybody, but it was getting close back then. To if we if we would have had, I could not have imagined going to school that big. Now that I think about it, not knowing everyone like you did. Well, when you um, were at West, because I I started right after you graduated, right. we were probably about a little over eleven hundred. Yeah. So it's it's an interesting interesting mix <laughs> and dynamic there, but I think it is um, a good size. Um, it's a great like size. Said, it's a great experience for the kids, but that size. So. Um, I guess we'll just talk. Who's the biggest comedian at West when it comes to teachers and staff? Like, who's who's that person that everybody's like, that knucklehead? <laughs> well, I don't know that they're they're thinking that knucklehead. Right, well, you know, but, like that person's funny um, and they they're they're good to be around and they're and they're always smiling and laughing. And they're getting you to laugh. At. We've got a lot of people who are good to be around, uh-huh. um, but I will tell you, the one guy that I always know will uh, make me laugh at right. least, and maybe it's just my sense of humor. I don't know. Uh, Lou, maybe you can jump in on this, but uh, Mr. Allen, that guy is just Mm -hmm. hysterical. Uh Uh, And then if you get him and Coach Mendorf together... Really? Oh, yes, that can those, get interesting. Those two guys. Well, Mitty must be like a silent assassin because he's pretty quiet. Well, it's, it's, you get it's him going Abbott up. and Costello right there. I mean, <laughs> those two guys, they crack me up. They, and I think, they do. And they I just think Coach Allen up. is, is going to do a great – he already has done a lot of great things at West, but I think he's a guy that West needs. You know, he's coaching a, a lot of stuff right now, um, but he's just a good dude. He's a great guy. He's a great guy, and, and I, I like that his role at West has expanded. Um, so do I. It's, it's, I've been trying to get that yeah. to happen for a, a while. He's just a good guy. The kids respect him. He works hard. They love him to death, um, absolutely. So that's been huge for St. Charles West. I think he's going to do a great job with the baseball program as well. But We just hope a, so, yeah. A, a, a great guy, and, and I think it's a good fit for West. And he's going to be there, hopefully, you know, knock on wood, um, not super, super old, you know, so he's going to be there for a while is what I'm 
I'm saying, and I think he's only going to help. So that's that's interesting. He is a good dude, though. He's funny. Um, I guess, you know, kind of have a couple more questions here, but as a principal, you know, as a basketball coach, you know, you wake up at 1.15 in the morning and you think about the 6'6 kid on the other team and how you're going to stop him and you roll around in bed and then you maybe go on your phone and you go to huddle and you, you try to watch this kid or you wonder, um, is if, is your best player going to be sick tomorrow? Show up. And as, as a principal, what are some things that keep you up at night? <laughs> everything. Is it just, it, is, are you just constantly can... thinking about what, is it more of like thinking of your to-do list to do or is it, is it more or less thinking Sometimes. about... Okay. Sometimes it's the to-do list. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes it's the paperwork that you're behind on. Right. Sometimes it's the kid going through, you know, something that nobody else knows about. You mm-hmm. know, um, it it just it it varies, but you are constantly on. That's that's one of the biggest things you asked me earlier about the biggest differences. You know, as the building principal. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I I don't feel like I have ever been this on all the time. Right. So, you know, you, you talk about the school year coming close to a close, and we're about two-thirds of the way through now. Mm-hmm. Uh, we still have plenty left to do. Right. But I can tell you that, you know, when we get to June 3rd, mm-hmm. um, I'll, I'll sleep well for a little bit. June 3rd, you can come down and work basketball camp with us. It'd be perfect. Exactly probably what you're going to want to do on that day, right? Well, I'm, I'm just happy to know know that uh, we've got it scheduled. So I just hope there's no more snow days because I have to push that sucker back. Uh, oh, I don't think we'll have any more. Graduation's not moving, so okay, good. <laughs> don't good. worry about having to push it back. Good deal. Um, I guess, you know, just there's there's a lot of kids at St. Charles West who, who are going to listen to this because they want to get to know their principal a little bit better. But if you had from 7 to 10, 7 in the morning to 10 at night, and there was no school involved, uh, what would it, what would your day, if you could plan a day out, um, obviously including your family, if you if you wanted to have it with sure, you on that day, sure. what, would a, what would a day, if you could draw it up, a perfect day for you be? Um, honestly, uh, my family would be a big part of that, you know. Right. Um, I get a chance to spend a lot of time with them now. Uh-huh. Um, but I think, you know, I'd also want a little bit of time for my wife and I to right. kind of, uh, spend some time together. Uh, maybe, maybe just us being able to, to go out and have a meal without, uh, kids, kids. Mm-hmm. because that's, that's what we're doing all the time. Right. Um, but, um, yeah, I mean, I, honestly, it would, it would probably involve the kids and, and my wife and, um, would you play a round of golf? You know that that's a that's a standard answer. Right. And I love to play golf. Right. Um, you know, I, sometimes I'm playing it better than than right. other times. But um, honestly, I think uh, if I had a chance, you know, I'd probably want to just go somewhere with the kids yeah. and, and go somewhere with my I, wife. And I tend to ask people on the show get that away question. a little bit. Yeah, and you know, like. For instance, next week we're going to go to Florida with the family, and we're just excited because we, we just get to get away. Just you get know? away. Just get Absolutely. away. It's kind of like the old Sometimes commercial. that's the best thing to be able to do. And so, you're leaving me here. I am. Are you so going gonna... to... Do the show twice yeah. by yourself? Yeah, probably. You, come down you here. can do it, Lou. Yeah. Yeah. You I can could have someone step in and take Chuck's spot. <coughs> I don't know if we can find anybody that'll carry I the show. A, <laughs> I think we got a pretty good guest. <laughs> I think we'd have a good guest host. Oh, man. Well, I have a couple um, in mind. our time here has is, is kind of come to an end. It's my bedtime. Uh, Garth Brooks Mine last night. Too. Yeah, he, he's making me go to bed a little early tonight. So, um, <laughs> Once again, uh, Dr. Vocal, thanks for coming on. Absolutely. I, I, thanks I, for having me. I'm excited. Awesome. And I'm, I'm sure many people listen in and you get to I feel know like you a little bit. like a celebrity better. now. Absolutely. You got to sign on I our, think our I've made it. Here. Yeah, you've made it. You officially I have arrived. You have been Chuck and Lou. <laughs> so, well, once again, uh, thanks to all our listeners out there. And, and spread the word for us because we do this so people can just get to know all of us around town better and, and to spread our stories. So, once again, thanks. And this is Chuck and Lou. Thanks, Thanks, guys.